This is Faith in Action, the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a production of Catholic Radio Indy. Now here's today's program. This is Faith in Action on Catholic Radio. I'm Jim Ganley. Our co-host is Bridget Ayer. Hello. Great to be with you. Thanks for tuning in. And Bridget, it may not be a secret anymore, but I'll bet a lot of people haven't heard about it yet. And that's the big change that we've made in our podcasts here at Catholic Radio. For many years, we have had our Faith in Action programs podcast on our website as long alongside the uh, Catholic Cave programs that we do. And they've been on the Catholic Radio Indie website, and you can always go there and get the podcast for not only this program, but uh, many, many, many past episodes like of 20, Faith 000, in Action. 20,000 shows on but, there or but something up, like that. But up until recently, uh, you've had to go to Catholic Radio Indie first to get to the podcast. Well, not anymore. We've changed things here, and uh, we're everywhere, as they say. We're uh, we're on uh, Spotify, Spotify, Google uh, Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're on uh, something called Radio USA, I think, or a whole bunch of different ones. We're on Pocket Podcasts, a whole bunch of them. So wherever you get your podcasts, try one of these two things. Try saying or searching for The Catholic Cave, which is one of the programs that we produce here at Catholic Radio. You'll uh, be taken to a site where you can listen to all of the Catholic Cave programs that are out there. And for Faith in Action, it wasn't quite that simple because the term Faith in Action is kind of a little bit generic. So we to make that one unique, we had to make it Catholic Radio Indy Faith in Action. But if you just put that in your uh, wherever you get your uh, podcasts, you'll be taken to uh, podcasts of this program and a whole bunch of uh, back episodes of Faith in Action as well. So uh, check it out and let us know if you have any problem about that. Well, I know a lot of people, um, you know, we're, we're just here coming to the end of February, and I know that people are maybe thinking about maybe taking a trip this summer or doing a road trip or something like that. Well, if you've never been to St. Meinrad Arch Abbey there in southern Indiana, um, it is really a hidden treasure. And today we, have, we are blessed to have two guests from there. We have Mary Jean Shoemaker, who's the Director of Communications, and Jenny Kelly, Keller, Jenny Keller, who Kelly. is... <laughs> actually, Keller, I have a typo oh, okay. on my thing. We're going to have to fix that. Um, and our other guest is Jenny Keller, who is the Director of of Abby Caskets and Care Notes. So welcome to Faith in Action, ladies. Thank you. All right. Great well, to be here. Yes, and, 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 and we're, also doing, we're also doing Zoom here for ourselves, which is really kind of nice. Uh, so we can actually see our guests, which is really awesome. Well, um, give us a little overview of St. Myrid Arch Abbey. I mean, I guess what's an Arch Abbey is kind of like my first question. Marianne? Mary Jean? Um, this is Mary Jean, and I can, I can answer that, I think. Um, St. Meinrad Arch Abbey was founded as a Benedictine monastery for men. Okay. This was back in 1854. Wow. So we've been around for over 165 years. Uh, they were founded by a Swiss monastery, and they sent some monks over to, uh, to the United States to found a new monastery, um, the area at that time was heavily settled with German immigrants, and they were looking for some people who could minister to these German-speaking people. And so, uh, 
so they started a monastery and they began traveling to the local communities to say mass and minister to the people, and then they decided to begin uh, educating young men in this area for priesthood. And so that's how it got its start, and we're doing those things today along with many more. Now, Mary Jean, what, uh, and I can, what, what, what is the distinction between an abbey and an arch-abbey? An archabbey is actually a sort of an honorific. Um, in in uh, 1954, when we were celebrating our 100th anniversary, the Pope at that time uh, gave us that designation um, primarily because we had done um, work to found other monasteries uh-huh. since we'd been in existence. So it's, it's a nice title, and that's about all it is. <laughs> okay. And about the facility itself there, I've been down there, and I know uh, in layman's language, it's huge. <laughs> but, but just how big is uh, the property, the campus or facility, whatever you call it, that, that you're on there? Okay, we're located on about, um, the campus is located on about 250 acres. It's very rural. We're in a town called St. Minerid, and it's in Spencer County, which if you look at the map of Indiana, it's, it's as far down south as you can go without getting to Kentucky, and um, it's, it's very pretty. It's, it's rural, but it's got rolling hills, and um, it's just, uh, we're on a hill, so we look out over a lot of uh, trees and hills and lakes, and it's really, really nice. Now, is there, um, there is, speaking of a hill, there is a, like a, it's called, is it called Monte Casino, or what's it called? There's that, kind of that road that goes up to like a what is that is <laughs> i've never been up there oh it's it's a shrine called monte casino shrine oh, it's okay. a shrine to mary and it's located um oh maybe a half a mile from the monastery and uh, it takes you up a big hill and there's a chapel there it's um it's really um pretty it's got uh, places for you to sit you can go in the chapel and pray they Twice a year, uh, in May and October, we have Sunday pilgrimages where people come and say the rosary and uh, gather and and just kind of pray to Mary. So, um, and it's been renovated about two or three years ago. The chapel itself was renovated, and so the artwork inside is all restored, and it's it's very pretty. It gets a lot of visitors. Now, one of the things that comes to some people's minds when they think about St. Meinrad is caskets and that's an odd thing to be thinking about when you're thinking about a seminary a monastery and caskets uh, wh- where does where do caskets fit into the picture there at St. Meinrad uh, Jennifer? Um, I'm Jennifer Keller I'm the director of Abbey Caskets and I have been here for almost 17 years and the casket business actually started in 1999 um, and it was based off of the caskets that the monks here at St. Minard are buried in. Um, so it's a very simple wooden casket. And so we had people that were interested in the caskets the monks were buried in, and so they developed a business from it. And so now we manufacture um, wooden caskets. Uh, we actually have a workshop here on site now. And so people can actually um, take workshop tours to come and see how the caskets are built. 
Now, now do you have uh, like small, medium, and large, or do you have people actually come down and get custom measured for a casket? Um, our caskets are, we have two styles. So we have the monastic style, and then we have a traditional style. And the standard size um, is 24 inches wide, um, but then we do carry some larger caskets that are 27 inches wide. So we do have two different sizes as far as um, those two styles. But then we do also carry um, infant caskets and children's caskets because we do have find people have a need for that. And so to meet those needs, we've developed those products over the years. And then we also have our cremation urns um, because more people are becoming cremated. So we developed that um, through the years as well. Now, are the cremation urns wooden as well, or are they made of something else? Yes, everything we make is out of wood. So they're um, wooden boxes, um, basically, and different types of wood. So the style is the same on all of them, um, just different types of wood. Yeah. And then each casket and cremation urn has a removable keepsake cross that the family is able to keep um, after the casket's buried. And we can engrave those or add the, a silver or gold corpus to them um, to make that just a nice keepsake for families. And, and just a question, uh, do most people wait until time of need, so to speak, or do a lot of people order their casket in advance and do you store it for them then, or how does that work? We do both. We do have families that call us at the time of death, and we deliver the casket um, depending on location, we can have it there same day or next day, and we do ship nationwide. So we do have caskets when they're going to California. It may take, you know, three to four business days to get there, but we, we have the capabilities to do that. Um, but we do prepay as well because people like to plan. They like to take that burden off of their families, um, and so we do have the option where they can prepay for their caskets through us. We don't keep a casket with their name on it here. We just keep an inventory and um, ship the casket at the time of need to the funeral home. Well, I'm curious. There's a there's a saying that the monks have, and it has something to do. It's like a Latin phrase. I don't know if either one of you can think of what it is. That it's like it, it's about their work is their prayer. I think is what it means. Yeah, some, it some, means go ahead. The, the Latin the Latin phrase is ora et labora. There you go. And it stands for it stands for pray and work. Because that's the two things that they focus on. Prayer first, work next. That's really neat. Uh, we're talking with Mary Jean Shoemaker. She's the Director of Communications. And we're talking with Jenny Keller, who is the Director of Abbey Caskets and Care Notes. And I want to ask about the Care Notes. I'm a big fan of the Elf Help books. And I think they, I think that's where they originated there. Is that correct? So talk about all the Care Notes that you offer there, Jenny. Yes. Um, Care Notes was started by Abbey Press okay. in 1988, um, and it was based on the idea that, um, of a booklet that would be short and easy to read, um, designed for people who are struggling, who can't focus on a lengthy, dense material, um, and they cover a wide variety of topics, um, depression, losing a loved one, we have a lot of grief topics, um, or addiction, and we cover several like teenage, for teenagers, children, adults. Um, so the care notes, I, I actually started um, with the care notes in 2017. Um, and as you said, the Elf Help Books is another product that was in the publications division whenever I took over. 
So they're just kind of small booklets that have uplifting messages in them, um, letting people know someone else has been there and that they can make it through. Now, you mentioned Abbey Press. Do you actually print the booklets there or are they printed elsewhere? Um, We have the booklets printed from a printer elsewhere. Now there is a gift shop down there too. Is that still is that still rolling? Yes. This is, Mary, is yeah, open. this is Mary. Go ahead, Mary Jean. That's all right. Well, this is Mary Jean, and the gift shop is still going. It's um, doing very well. In fact, it has a it has a website as well, which has been very handy during this COVID time. I bet. So, Abby, Abby. Abby Gift, St. Minor Gift Shop.com, St. Minor Gift Shop.com. And they've got lots of inspirational gifts, uh, gifts for people who are, you know, getting ready to celebrate, you know, for communion or confirmation or, so they, they have lots of, of great stuff. I just think it's always wonderful when you go do like a pilgrimage or you, you know, go do like a getaway and you, you go down there and then you, then you get to go to the gift shop. It's just, it's just kind of like the icing on the cake. So now, now, one thing we haven't mentioned, uh, uh, Mary Jean is, is tours. Do you have tours there? It sounds like a big facility with a lot of things going on. If somebody comes down, do you offer tours? We do offer tours. Um, That's during a great COVID, question. we've had to we've had to limit those because of of all the precautions that people have to take these days. But we've got sort of a couple of versions. We've got a brochure you can pick up, and then you can just follow the walking tour in the brochure that takes you around campus. And then we've also got an audio tour if you want to listen while you walk, and then you know move on to the next place, and then. On Saturdays at 1.30, when we're doing this again, a monk will lead a, a group tour um, all over campus. And so that's 1.30 Central Time on Saturdays when, we, when we're back doing that again. And that's been very popular. Wow. There's just some things I learned about that I didn't know about. I'm really getting excited to take my family down there. We need to take a quick break. And when we get back, uh, we will talk more about St. Mimrod and, and the hidden treasure that it is. So stay tuned for more Faith in Action. You're listening to Catholic Radio Indy, converting the culture to Christ through radio, featuring 100% Catholic programming 24-7. Do your friends a favor. Tell them about Catholic Radio Indy. Alexa, what's the weather forecast for today? Alexa, what time is the Colts game today? Alexa, remind me to pick up the dry cleaning tomorrow. Has Alexa become a part of your daily routine? Then make sure that routine includes Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy. Catholic Radio Indy. Quick, easy access to Catholic programming 24-7. Just say, Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy. Catholic Radio Indy. Welcome back to... Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Ayer. Our guests are Mary Jean Shoemaker. She is the Communications Director at St. Mimrod Arch Abbey there in St. Mimrod, Indiana, in southern Indiana. And we're also talking with Jenny Keller, who's the Director of Abbey Caskets and Care Notes. Jim, you had a question. And and I had a question that uh, just popped into my mind over the break there. I think most all of our listeners are familiar with what priests do, what deacons do, uh, and things like that. But I, I... no, at St. Minerud you have monks, and what does a monk do, or what can a monk do 
sacramentally and that sort of thing. Uh, Mary Jean? Yes, Jim, the, a monk is a, a separate vocation from a priest. You, you can be a monk and not be a priest, or you can be a monk and be a priest. So obviously if you're a priest, you can do the usual sacramental things that a priest does. As a brother, uh, the monk lives in community and does what everybody else in the community does, which is pray and work. Um, obviously, they pray five times a day and um, and privately, these five times a day in the church and then privately. And then they're assigned some kind of job. It might be um, one of our brothers is the choir master, so he's sort of in charge of all the music and all the liturgical music that the monks use. Uh, one of them is an artist. Uh, one of them works in physical facilities and helps with um, maintenance and groundwork, and one of them is um, in the tailor shop. So you can see there's just just a lot of jobs that mm-hmm. that they can do. Now, do uh, and we, we do have um, Brother Dominic that works in the casket division with us too? Um, but of course, with COVID, they've restricted him to the monastery. So we're looking forward to him eventually coming back. But now, now do any of the um, you said that some of the monks are priests? Do those priests ever get out to other parishes to, you know, fill in when a local pastor goes on vacation or gets sick, or do they always stay on campus, so to speak, there? Yes, uh, our monks are often asked to help fill in at parishes, and uh, in fact, we've got several monks that actually are pastors at parishes, um, one in Evansville, and there's one in a rural parish. Um, and a couple of rural parishes in, in Spencer County and some other places. So, yes, they definitely, uh, we are not as, um, let's say, cloistered as mm-hmm. some religious orders. Um, the Benedictines uh, definitely go out. So do they primarily, um, is, is some of their jobs teaching at the seminary there? Because you have a seminary and then you also have um, a school for lay people to take classes, and then you also have retreats. So talk about those, maybe those three areas, the, the classes for lay people, the seminary, and then maybe the retreats. Mary Jean? Yes, the, yes, the monks um, definitely are very involved in the school. They are teachers and administrators, um, and they... Um, are on our faculty, so if you're um, if you're a student going to seminary, you're going to find a lot of your teachers are, are monks. If you're a lay person working on a theology graduate degree, you'll you'll have monks among your professors. And then, as uh, retreat leaders, if you come down to St. Minard, we have retreats. Well, when when COVID's not in play, mm-hmm. we have retreats. Maybe. Um, Oh gosh, maybe 20, 30 times a year there wow. are scheduled re- scheduled retreats led by a monk, uh, typically on a weekend, a Friday evening through a Sunday afternoon, uh, and there's some on during the week as well, but mostly on weekends. And they're very popular and cover lots of different areas of interest, from spirituality to art to music to fitness. Just lots of things that tie into your to your life. I wanted to ask Jenny. I think you had your hand up there earlier. I think maybe did you want to talk about some new products that have come out with that the monks are doing? <laughs> well, no. I just wanted to mention that they also work in the workshop with us. Um, but with COVID, of course, 
um, Brother Dominic hasn't been down, but um, Father Abbott comes down with several monks, and they bless all of the caskets and urns before they go out. Um, and then we have our advisory boards for the care notes that we, you know, whenever we develop a new care note, um, we have the monks that will read through them and give us feedback and um, any kind of editing that we need to do with them. We do, they're very involved with the businesses. Now, you mentioned um, we've talked about the caskets and the care notes. During the break, uh, there was some conversation about peanut butter and some other things. What, what is that about? Um, yes, there's a couple of monks that have been working on creating peanut brother. Um, play <laughs> on words there. <laughs> um, and they've recently, they have several different um, flavors. They have honey um, brother and they have um, the smooth, and then they also have, I guess, the nutty brother. Um, <laughs> but then I'm not really sure what the exact names of them are. But and then they just developed a mustard um, that they're that they're selling. So any of the items can be purchased in the gift shop or um, on the gift shop website. That's really awesome. So what's it like for you to be working in this environment? I, I'm looking at, you know, you both have kind of a neat background with some inspirational art. Um, what's it like to be on that campus all the time in terms of your actual job? Um, who wants to take that one first? I'll start with that. This is Mary Jean. Um, I came here more than 20 years ago looking for something Different. I have a journalism background, and I was looking for a change in, in in my career. And I was a little hesitant at first, but it has been so affirming to work at a place where you are surrounded by such inspiring and and um, highly educated people who are doing great work in the world. And it, it, just, it inspires you to do your best work as well. Um, they, their whole life is about finding and following their calling, and I think it inspires the rest of us to do the same thing with our lives. That's such a great answer. Jenny, what about for you? Um, I, I actually grew up, my family farm borders the Abbey Grounds, um, so I grew up with St. Minard as a part of my life. Um, it's always felt like home to me. And so when I took this job, I didn't really ever dream that I'd be selling caskets. Um, and so I always joke that it's my temporary job because, you know, I was going to find something better. But I fell in love with the job and the ministry and just helping people when they're at their lowest. Um, it's really become a vocation for me versus just a job that I have to come to every day. So, um, I, yeah, it's definitely a blessing. Now, are all of the theology courses that you teach there uh, on campus, or are they some of them online that people can uh, participate in without going to campus very often? Mary Jean? Yes, the um, courses have evolved over the years from only in-person, and now we have in-person classes. We have online classes. We have some classes that meet only on a weekend, so it's kind of a intensive weekend that maybe meets three times um, one weekend a month for three months. And then there's some hybrid things where you, you might meet online and then maybe have one or two classes in person. So it's, it's a lot more evolved than it was 20 years ago. I want to ask you, I do want to ask you a COVID question. We talked a little bit when we were off air about things that are um, 
how you've been doing things differently. When will you maybe tell us how you're how you're operating right now, and maybe when things will be when you anticipate things to maybe be open back up, but people are planning for travel to come down there and do a little pilgrimage with their family. Yes, we really hope to be um, fully open later this spring. We're pretty restrictive right now. Um, the monastery has a, a significant group of members who are older, mm-hmm. and so we're certainly wanting to make sure that they stay safe. So the abbot and the president rector have both been very um, cautious about opening up the buildings to the public at this time. But um, but we're going to. We're going to as soon as things ease up, hopefully later this spring, we'll have the tours back in operation, the retreats back going and, you know, the tours and everything um, ready to welcome people again. And we're really looking forward to it. Okay. And what what is the website where people can kind of track what's going on and see what uh, how the COVID restrictions are progressing and things like that? What is the website there? You can find us at St. Minerid, and that's, you spell out Saint, and then it's M-E-I-N-R-A-D dot org. Now, do either of you have a favorite place there or like a favorite thing to do that while you're there on campus that, that you really like, that you'd like to recommend for people to when they come? Jenny? I, I usually um, walk every day at lunch, and um, I mean, the grounds are just beautiful to take in. And we actually just put in a new walking trail, so you can make a full loop um, around the outside of the um, monastery grounds and just kind of look at all of the different things and just be with nature um, as you walk the grounds. What about you, Mary Jean? Do you have a favorite thing? I, I think one of my favorite things, and I haven't been able to do this for a while because of COVID, is I love to go to Vespers in the Arch Abbey Church. Oh, and pray with the monks. It's a it's a like a, a half hour service, and there's just something about that time of day um, in that place. It's just really a nice way to end your day. Now, when I think of monks, I think of Gregorian chant. You mentioned. <laughs> Am I uh, just dreaming, or or do they sing down there and do Gregorian chant in their services? Oh, absolutely, we do Gregorian chant. The monks. Um, are uh, that's part of their tradition, and it's a part of their tradition that they continue. In fact, we're we're going to be um, we're going to be instituting a new program soon um, called the Institute for Sacred Music. We have, are going to take some of our resources and expand into that area even more than we have. But definitely, if if a visitor comes down and joins the monks for prayer they're definitely going to hear some Gregorian chants that's really awesome well this has been a great interview our guests today have been Mary Jean Shoemaker communications director and Jenny Keller director of Abbey Caskets and Care Notes both from St. Mimrid um, Arch Abbey thanks so much for being our guest today God bless you you have been listening to Faith in Action the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a presentation of Catholic Radio Indy. You can hear this episode of Faith in Action again or any past episode at catholicradioindy.org. If you have a suggestion for a guest or topic for a future program, please call us at 317-870-8400. 
or email jim at catholicradioindy.org.